exciting times on the Jock and Journal podcast because our man Scotty Pendlebury, the captain of Collingwood, here is about to become a dad, mate. I see you over there. You're checking your phone. You can't wait from the text message uh, from Alex to say that the baby is here, mate. How are you feeling? Um, yeah, I feel all right. I don't, <laughs> feel, I don't feel too different, mate. No, it's, uh, it is exciting, but um, it's also a bit nervous at the same time. Sort of don't know what to expect. And um, yeah, but Alex has been a star so far throughout the process and pretty relaxed, so therefore I'm relaxed. Are you looking forward to the actual childbirth bit? It is. Yeah, I can be sort of... Not really. I mean, two kids for myself. It can be a little bit uh, stressful. How do you think you're going to go in, uh, in in that sort of six-hour period or whatever it is? Um, you got yeah, a plan? I, people have just said make sure that I'm supportive of Alex. Yeah, so that is So I think key. that's good advice, and I also try and keep her calm. She's going to be in a little bit of pain, I imagine, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, probably not the time to make any gags or make light of anything in there, you, which will be hard to do because that's ten, That's sort of how I operate. Well, imagine you got your bags packed. You sort of got some snacks, some drinks. You got all that sort of stuff. You got you got a well, you a got a great kit. cafe at the Saint Vincent's where we are. Oh, you're just going to so. run out and just bob down to the, the well, cafe. I assume they'll be like, surely I get a 15-minute coffee, coffee break after three hours. <laughs> Mate, you sound uh, prepared. We are like one of the most professional players in the AFL, you know. You've got the the, uh, the dedication to the training. You do everything. You're first here, you know, last to leave, all that sort of stuff. I imagine you sort of would have done all the baby classes, read a couple of books, like really sort of, um, you know, be right across it all. Is that the case? Like does it, this is a footy dedication sort of transfer into the baby preparation? Are you all over it? No, I've tried a different method. Um, <laughs> we've sort of gone with no classes, no books. That um, is extraordinary. Um, let's just learn on the fly. So um, what did you do? Did you do the classes? Did I they help the, you? Yeah, I went to all the classes. Um, it sort of helped me change a nappy. The sterilisation process is a bit of a killer. Well, let's be honest, all the dads out there listening, we've all been there. You're up at 3 a.m. in the morning, Everything looks pretty sparkling clean. Your wife still wants you to sterilise it four times. No one, uh, I don't think anyone enjoys that. But uh, well, there's a couple of things probably you need to get your head around, Scotty. Can we have, we can, we'll get to yeah. footy in a second here. But uh, like, just seriously how noisy babies can be in the first four weeks. Like, I don't know how much sleep you think you're going to get for the rest of the season. But they are so noisy, mate. They like grunt and snort for, for something that's so small. Um, they are seriously noisy. So you're going to like on well, game... Ten, ten hours a night sort of bloke you, you are a grandpa aren't you I like to like get my 10 hours 8.30 9 o'clock but I wake up at like 6 6.30 you're up and, and you have your 8 coffees and no, you sort of get your start my day so how are you going to do what, have you thought about what you're going to do on nights before games and stuff like that not really <laughs> I think it's probably handle that one to Alex the night before the game and let her operate um, I can't breastfeed obviously oh really so I'll be alerting her to that fact <laughs> but I'm more than happy to do the shift after the game because I'll be awake. When you're wide? Yeah, well, when I'm just... The adrenaline's still there and just be me and the little man sitting out in the lounge room and watching the basketball or something and away we go, we'll be fine. You are very chilled out. Coco, our great producer here, you ever seen this man stressed out? Like, does he ever get worked up? He's very calm. I'm sure little Scotty Jr. will love the... Um... The, the venting post-game, that'll, that'll go down yeah. a treat. Yeah. Uh, Alex, will, Alex, conversations. Alex will love just handballing that one off. <laughs> you must have, so you would have gone to Baby Bunting or the shop or whatever, bought all the stuff. You know, you got the safest child seat. It's a very important decision. You got the safest child seat. Alex just texted me before and said she just picked up the car seat. Oh, so, so she's got it? So she's got it. Good. We're getting it fitted tomorrow. So, yeah, so that was the last piece of the puzzle. We went to Baby Bunting. Yes. We walked in and You're a bit I just said to Al can't do it yet let's go <laughs> so we left so we literally drove to baby bunting yep. we walked in yep i said 
like, let's go because <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. And she was like, no, nah, no. Nah. And then I sort of bribed her with lunch. Yeah. And we left. So we literally didn't do anything. By the short little yeah. little bits and pieces you've given shot. us, you well, haven't done I anything. I built the crib or the yeah. cot, sorry. Yeah. You? I, built the, I did. did I you? built the cot. And then Alex tells me that we don't need it for the first six months. It's true. So like, why did I build it? I'm not sure, mate. Because it looks good in the room. Yeah. But we'll be where I live now, like I'm building a house. So I'll be out of where I am now by the time the baby needs to sleep in the cot. So, be so I built this for no reason. I got a saw back for like a week. How long did it take you? Three hours. You don't strike me as the handyman type. Not. <laughs> Al does all that handyman stuff around home. Unsurprising. What about names, mate? Have you thought about names? Um, yeah, I throw lots up to Al. Yeah. I get hit to six. No good. Often. Well, I like, or obviously, my sporting heroes. So LeBron, a little LeBron nah, Pendlebury. LeBron, but like I like Manny, MJ. <laughs> Manny, Manny Pendlebury. Yeah, you know. don't mind. Yeah, oh, I see that. And Alex is just can't get the thought of Manny Pacquiao out of her head. So yeah. that's a no. Connor was a no for Conor McGregor. When I was little, I always wanted to be called Kevin. Durant. I don't know why. why? No. Well, Kevin from Home Alone. So, like, I always was like, I just want to be called Kevin to mum and dad. Like, just call me Kevin, and they just refused to. That is weird, mate. Yeah, so, I don't know. I just always – so, I like the name Kevin, obviously, but Alex didn't like that. So, I got hit for six. I don't know. I've got anywhere between seven and probably ten days to get a name in there that she likes, but she's pretty set on one. What about sort of teammates' names? They're all out. Like, They're gone. Oh, names that I like that – then I've got a teammate call that name yeah. who, you know, Jordan to go is ruined Jordan for me. Yeah, because your little nephew is Kobe. Kobe, yeah. What we can say is that it's a big boy, isn't it? Like you got you, she's got a centre half forward in there. No, I don't want a centre half forward. I want a centre <laughs> playing basketball. So yeah, he's big. He's a big unit. He's doing fifty push-ups a week at the moment. Yeah. This could be tall. Um, last week of freedom. Yeah, last week of freedom, mate. So what have you got? Um, we'll get to footy in a second, but surely you're sort of out going to a nice restaurant or your favourite little spot. You're doing something because, let's be honest, the next sort of four to six weeks you're going to be pretty uh, baby-focused. In fact, this whole year is a bit of a write-off for you, I reckon. The dads out there will know what I'm talking about. So what? surely you're going to do something this week. The due date, I think, is like Sunday. Right. Well, we're going to so, get to that in a second. So... That obviously is a bit tricky with going up to Sydney this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's been be a bit funny because Sunday we were like, what do you want to do for dinner? Do you want to just cook something at home? Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, let's go out because this might be the last yeah. Sunday for a while yep. until, you know, just me and you can go out. Yeah. And you'd be going straight to the top end of town. No, nah, well, we just went to a little place in Albert Park that we like. It's yep. a little Chinese restaurant and had a feed there. and a little sweet um, sour pork. Shizhuan chicken. Shizhuan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Chinese for me. And, but if I get another opportunity, yes, I'm going to Japanese in Port Melbourne. Love Japanese. That's your favourite, is it? Love I always Japanese. find Japanese is so underwhelming. Like it, I never, I'm never full. Like I'm a it's massive a bit, Japanese. No, man. It's so get, fresh, so get, healthy. You get a dinky little bit of salmon and like maybe some broccoli on the side, and you leave it, and and, and that's it. You want you want more. You're always wanting more. Well, what's your go? Am I going to the wrong places? What's your go? Nobu is very nice. Yeah, Indian. Nothing beats Indian for me. <laughs> like it might be. <laughs> what, do you, what do you get, mate? Have you ever had a bad Rogan Josh butter chicken? A bit I've of rice. Some, actually. Had a Rogan Josh. Really? Is that mate, lamb? People out there. Is it lamb? Well, you can do it either, chicken or lamb. Mate, lamb, Rogan Josh. Tonka, which in Melbourne City does like a modern Indian. I like, all is boy. it naan bread? Yeah, naan bread's great. Yeah. 
Bit of garlic naan. Oh, no. I didn't pick you as an Indian man, to well, be honest. Get around it, mate. You can't act like you, you don't know anything about Indian food. Well, you don't, don't know, know anything about it. I just said I know naan bread. Just avoided the whole thing. You know naan Never bread. really had... Well, I grew up in Sale. There was not Indian in Sale. No, nah, he's had like fish well, we got, and, we and got, like, chips. Sub, Subway come to Sale when I was like 17 and moving Subway. out. Subway. <laughs> yeah, so, the line went down the street. Yeah. But then again, I suppose Japanese wasn't in Sale either. Oh, that's amusing. Hey, so let's... Are you going to play this weekend? I hope so. Should I say that? I hope so. Yeah, well, I assume you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to play. But if Alex like rang me and I'm in Sydney and she said I, we're on here, I'll fly back. Yeah, jump on the yeah. next plane. So if I have to miss the game, I will miss the game. Ideally, it works out that I get to play and say Alex gives birth either later this week or early next week or either side. Or we could be talking about this next week before the Hawthorne game. So if Alex hasn't given birth and you jump on the plane on is it Thursday, Friday, you fly. Friday, fly. So you'll jump on even though she could give yep. birth. Correct. Are you going to be thinking about that? I would play no. on my mind. Not really. If he calls me, i you're focused. Oh, well, not, not focused, but I just like to control what I can control, Jay. So then Bucks comes over, or while she comes over, says, mate, oh, no, you, actually, your wife would probably tell you first. She says, mate, um, you're on the first plane back? Absolutely. Okay. But you can't. So what now, if it's like halftime? What if it's any? Yeah, so, so what the runner comes out and well, says. Well, nowadays is you, once you get to the ground, or we do, we have to hand our phones in. <gasps> so she's got. Wags's number oh, yeah. at the footy club, so she'll ring. If it's half time, I'll be leave gone. the game. I'll have to, <gasps> mate. So, look, yeah, I don't want to cheer for that out. Well, I don't know. But can I? <laughs> but part of me does. Can I cheer? Can I do that? Surely Wags is not passing on the message. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got bucks. a flat battery. I didn't. Oh, yeah. I didn't get it. I couldn't pass. I don't it know. Off. Can I do that though? Leave yeah, it half time. time. Why not? Well, what would you want to do? I'd, I'd like to leave at half time, but it's get out of there. That, that would be the worst scenario because it's like yeah. really leaving the boys in the lurch. I know. The other really awkward thing about that is I would actually be on the flight home not being able to follow the game. So yep. while I'm sitting there twiddling my thumbs. Mate, you're I not thinking about the game. But I'd, I'd still like to know the result. Your son's about to be born. Yeah, but Alex I can't is change that if I'm on the flight. So is Buck's cool with all this? Have you had this chat with the coach? Um, what does he reckon? Oh, in a roundabout way. Not really? Is he a little bit flat? Nah. Not at all. <laughs> is, that, is, is the roundabout way this podcast? Is that? No, no, no. Because we know he, he tunes listen. in. He does listen, but no. So I just, I'll travel like normal and we'll see what happens. Okay. That sounds good. Um, no, we're wishing you all. I don't mean to be uh, facetious there, mate. It'll go brilliantly and uh, How'd you go in the childbirth stakes? Yeah. Um, you were pretty flighty. How did I go? <laughs> I go up and down a bit. Um, I got this app for the first one when Fletcher was born. And I would like time, app. T- time the contractions. Like you press the button every time she has a contraction and that. I don't know. Like I sort of needed something to focus on. Otherwise, like, when is this thing coming? Like it takes ages. I get impatient. And then this, and Stella, like she was, that was like an eight-hour childbirth. Went pear-shaped. Jane ended up having her How long like, did basically take? on the toilet floor. Um, Fletcher was like six hours, I think. Yeah. Is that good? Six hours or yeah. standard? For first, well, Six first takes hours. a little bit longer. Oh. Yeah, uh, it's intensive. What do you want to do? No, it's, ser- it's seriously intensive. They're, it's, they're in pain. It's it's tough. It's hard work. Just get an app. I got the app. Just get an app so it's all right. Hey, um, the big, <laughs> big story in footy this week has amused me greatly because we've got two teams flying to China. Gold Coast have got three players sitting up the front in the business right. premium economy. Oh, they'd be the tallest players, wouldn't they? It'd be Lynchy and Witsy, definitely, because Lynchy's worth a million bucks. 
Witsy would be up there and whether it's Steve May or two metre Peter, like a two metre Peter can't be sitting back in cattle class. Gary Ablott is a certainty to be sitting exactly. up there. Exactly. He's not sitting back there. So how would you feel about this, mate? We had Rodney Eat on Triple M at the weekend and he was dead set filthy that this was a case. It's like a 22-hour transit. They get there and they have to breathe in these pollutants over there, of course, anyway. But what would you think, honestly, honestly, Scott, you're the athlete. He's sitting back there in cattle class, so mate. Why, How do you feel about that? they get a direct – they obviously can't get no, a direct No, they've got to stop over versus uh, so in, no, in Hong Kong. no flight from Australia goes direct. Well, they, no, they, well, they would do it, I guess, if there was one. Well, they should charter a plane, which they haven't. But mm. that, don't try and skirt around the issue, mate. What do you think? You would be – What about if – When was the last time you flew in economy? It's obviously a different circumstance. Last not, time I flew in economy. Yeah, not the last five years, surely. What do you mean? When we played – who did we play travel this year? Sydney. Flew up to Sydney. Sat in economy. We, we always sit in economy. Do the tall boys sit up the front? No. Everyone's in economy. No one ever sits in business. Mason Cox sits in economy. Absolutely. Jeez, he'd love that. I don't think I've ever been on a flight with a team where anyone sat in business unless they've gone and paid for it themselves. What, what, how do you, what does Mason Cox say about sitting in, in economy? Well, he gets an exit row. So, and it's only a two-hour trip, so it's not. What about Perth? It's four hours. Answer the issue. What would the Gold Coast players think about Oh, they'll be spewing. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely spewing. Why, I don't – surely some oh, – you feel for both sides. Could it not have been like, look, every talk to every club and be like, look, we're going to let Gold Coast and Port yep. upgrade all their players to business, and it's going to sit outside the soft cap because it's a, you know, it's a pretty extreme circumstance. We'll so be- they're going to spend fifty grand extra than every other club, but it's only going towards flights, so these guys can fly business because you want to showcase the best of the players. You don't want one of the players getting off the flight and his back's cooked. Well, what if there is a hammy twain? Oh. Yeah, well, Which there is some chance of, I guess. Absolutely. Well, the AFL were asked to pay for it, and they didn't want to because it's all, you know the turf over there. Everything's costing them so much already because yeah, yeah. the players' association—that's what they're so flat on. Yeah. So, so I suppose I'll all look the, after AF- the AFL people flying over will be flying economy, and you betcha. You reckon, the... you reckon Gil McLaughlin sitting down in, in cargo? <laughs> I don't think so, <laughs> mate. Chance. Hamish McLaughlin, BT, won't care. They'll all be right up the front. Don't yep. worry about that. If it is tough, and then they've got to. Not only go over there and play, then they've got to fly back and play the next week. So a couple of beers. It's two twofold. You know, like this is going to affect them more than just for one game. It's probably going to last three weeks. If you have a big win in Perth, can you have a couple of beers on the way back? On the plane? Yeah. No. No. Not if you've even got a seven or eight day break. Not. Not at this club. We can't. Really. I've never ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen a player drink on a plane on the way back. Other other than say when we've been overseas, like flying back from a training camp or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. They've said you can have a few beers on the flight home. Yeah. No David Boone <laughs> style <laughs> heroics. <laughs> no, we don't endorse um, uh, drink responsibly. Um, so what what do you get up to on the plane uh, drink, when you go to Perth? Responsibly by Joe. That's two beers. <laughs> when, you go, when you go to Perth, what do you get up to, mate? Is it fun? Um, like, do you I, get to... I always draw the short straw. I always get. Don't know why, why? but I always get Taylor like Adams Captain. sitting next to me. No fun. And then steal. So it goes me, Tay, steal every time. Right. And as soon as I get on, they both just, like, it's a bit of a giggle. And then it's like, there's no chance that you're going to enjoy any peace and quiet <laughs> on this flight. So no matter what happens, if I try and sleep, they'll push and prod me. If I listen to music, they'll rip my headphones off. So. Just a continuous four hours of banter. Why do you sit in between those two every no, time? No, I sit on the end and they sit like Tay's always in the middle because oh, they're yeah. a little kid. Right. And then steal on the outside. Why is that? Is that a leadership group thing? No, it's just – and then obviously then there's boys the next three seats along as well. So well, you mix it up. Oh, I'm pretty happy with the next to Tay. Tay's only like 21, 22, isn't he? 23 maybe, 24, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Tay's only small so he doesn't take up much space. So I'm pretty happy with that. Who else I, is in I don't want to sit next to Ben Reid because he takes up 
yeah. every ounce of space he's got. A big unit. Maynard's annoying. Just all the guys who play games and stuff and don't switch off and like watch movies and like they just never ever stop. They're like hyperactive. Yeah, kids don't these days. Sit. Don't want to sit next to them. He's sitting next to Bucks the short straw. Like is that the last bloke? Like he. Depends you know how one wants to sit next to the coach. Depends how you've probably played the week before. <laughs> and if you get him on the way back, it's depending on how you played that game and if we won. <laughs> yeah. Could, be, could be very good if you played you awesome and you're watching the tape and give us for that kick, mate. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, we know Nathan is uh, a big listener of uh, Jock and Jono podcast. Hope you're going well, Nathan. Um, right, should we talk about last week's result, mate? Because it was uh, – just, we'll just Absolutely quickly touch we on talk it. about it. What, how are you feeling after the game? Because it was probably as – Poorly as you've played all year, I reckon. Yeah, I think it probably was. It was yeah, it's probably our worst game, so to speak, for the year. We just yeah, we just gave up sort of some easy goals and really couldn't pressure the ball in our forward fifty. And um, you know, but credit to Carlton, they they played a really good game. And you know, we didn't go in underestimating them. You know, we seen what no. they did to Sydney the week before. And yeah, um, you know, we don't get caught up into you're expected to win this or this week's a free hit type scenarios you treat every team with a great deal of respect and yep you know they're a great defensive side and um you know they weren't for for a young inexperienced side they didn't certainly feel that on the weekend they had a lot of experience out there and um they've got a lot of youth in their side but it wasn't on display against us so um we knew they they, they brought in a lot of experienced players for, for this game and um yeah it's a bit of an arm wrestle conditions they probably adapted to a little bit better than us why did uh, you handball so much or it was you, actually wasn't you handballed too much well you actually cooked the handball wasn't effective we handballed too much it was probably we just didn't make the right decisions at the right time so there's a couple of times when we kicked it when we should have handballed and a couple of times we handballed when we should have kicked it so that's the hardest thing you know there's a lot of people you know and i hear commentators and whatever they always get caught up in outcome mm-hmm. oh that's the wrong decision because it didn't work yeah whereas you know you can't how do, you, how do you ever coach an outcome? Yeah. So, you know, we just got to work this week at training, identified what we felt went wrong and, you know, I think we'll correct those issues and get up to the to GWS and have a red-hot crack. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. And, you know, I think the whole – the beauty of the AFL at the moment is it's so even and, yeah. you know, last round. Anyone can win. Yeah. Anyone can win the flag this year. Absolutely they can. Yeah. Yeah, so – um, but yeah, it was disappointing. And as I said, how disappointing! Before, so you're in the players' oh, meeting with the coaches after the game. I know you're yeah. a chill guy. How were you, do you get angry? Like you want to punch the wall? <laughs> no, not really, because it'll break my hand. But <laughs> maybe if there's a heavy bag in there, it'd be great to release some tension. And that's probably the same after. You know, I've said it before. After any game that you lose, you're just frustrated because you, you know, you do so much work behind the scenes and yeah. it doesn't play out how you thought, and you're disappointed. And um, but then, yeah, it's so funny. You just. You know, we had that one um, 25-year function that night and Did that probably play the last... No, nah, not at all. Not for us. Weight on players' minds? No. Nah, Eddie no. calling the meeting, it's such a bit of rah-rah. No, nah, no way. But then, you know, so you don't really feel like going to that. And, um, you know, my first encounter with the supporter was he told me that the team's disgusting. So oh. I said, oh, thanks for your, your kind words, mate. Oh. Um, Did you, you know, feel like leaving at that point? Like, did you not want to rock up? No, nah, you, you're always going to show your face. You can't ever be a team that... Enjoys the wins and yeah. you know shies away from the losses. And I just sort of mean, you know, that's oh, but it hard. Does, you don't. It's hard enough. I think generally after a football game, you don't really feel like doing much. You're so cooked. Everything leads up to that point that, like me personally, and speaking to a few of the guys, you don't have much left to give. So yeah, you know, had we have won, had we lost, you sort of sit like all I was waiting for when I got to that function is like open the doors, let me go sit down. Like I'm yeah. knackered. 
Cocker, you get the feeling, Scotty, would have been a great chat <laughs> that night. He well, would have been I up sat there. next to Paul the Courier and he had been at the president's function that day. So he had a so skinful. So he had a few beers and it was great because he carried the conversation for yep. the better part of an hour yep. and I contributed not much more than yeah. yes and no. I get the feeling you would have been pretty down. Yeah. Um, what about the uh, the schedule? You know, Bucks made a um, – not a big deal, but he did he – did, Talk about it pretty clearly as a as a factor, and a, yep. um, you know, and not ideal situation playing three games in twelve games. But the issue twelve days, 12 days sorry, yeah, three right. games in twelve days. Um, the issue is here, mate, is that the club chooses to play on the Tuesday for the Anzac Day, then they play Geelong on the Sunday, as you know, and then um, the club requests the number one fixture request is to play on the Saturday or the Saturday night on the 6th of May to play Carlton to coincide with the 125-year celebration. So that excuse, pardon me, Nathan, who I know is a big fan of the show, doesn't wash with me because... But that's that's, a, that's, that's a business decision. It is. That's right. So that's... But that's not... But that's Bucks, the administration. Bucks is, still, yeah, Bucks is still right and valid in... I don't yeah, know. It's pretty I awkward. Don't, I don't know how it works behind the scenes, but I assume they didn't go to Bucks and say, we're going to put this in. Well, he wouldn't have wanted that, would he? No, I don't think so. Mm. Um, and that's where you've got the administration. This is sort of like Gold Coast because the administration of the club is, is cheering for the, you know, they get the 500000 and the promotional opportunities playing the Gold Coast, even though none of the coaches, none of the players want to go. And in your situation, it's tough as well because, you know, you get the revenue benefits of the Anzac Day game and the 125, but yet you guys are clearly compromised. You look flat, Scott. Did you feel flat out there? Um, personally, I actually felt pretty good out there. Um, but we didn't do a hell of a lot. Like, we haven't done much since hmm. that very first game, I think it was, or Anzac Day against yeah. Essendon. We haven't done much, but yeah. um, I could definitely sense out there there wasn't much run. Yeah. Um, we looked really one pace. We couldn't change gears or anything like that. And there was a few times where we tried to find a bit and, you know, the last quarter we were trying to rally, but there just wasn't mm. much left in the petrol tank, I suppose. And, um, you know, the next day after the game, you know, the guys coming here just look like zombies. Yeah. You know, you are, you even personally, Hard. I was pretty cooked by um, Sunday when I woke up, just three games, 12 days, it, it took it out of me. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, that probably changes as well for the next two weeks with how we train, that we won't do a hell of a lot because we no. want to sort of get our legs back under us. And in saying that, we still thought that we will It's no excuse. Yeah, it's no, it's no excuse. We thought that we were good enough to get the job done and we just didn't. And yep. Credit to Carlton. They, they played well and they're playing a good brand of footy. And missing Wellesley and Travis Varco clearly helped because Varco showed in the, uh, the Anzac, they got the Geelong game, just how important his, um, his yep. runoff halfback is. And you'll get Wellesley back and you'll be uh, very important. Just quickly on GWS, I saw, I'm not sure what you can say about this, Scotty, but I saw in their loss to St Kilda at the weekend uh, an ugly amount of finger pointing, a blame gaming, uh, you know, the Phil Davis push to Rory Lobb right in the middle of his chest and the, the, the Stevie J sort of uh, Devin Smith confrontation. That is such a big challenge for this football club. And every team in the competition you ask, you know, what's it like to play against the Giants? And you're always the same the same feedback. It's always, you know, the skills are amazing and they're so confident and they just love zinging the footy around and they feed off that energy. But also when it turns pear-shaped, they're quick to turn on each other. And on a Friday night in Melbourne in the Lost to St Kilda, that was really under the microscope for me and I just reckon that just would have had to been raised and you know I don't think we've we haven't seen that at Collingwood I think Heath Shaw had to melt down a few years ago against Port Adelaide and then got the arse basically but um, oh, I don't know How, what, what can you say about sort yeah, of Yeah I watched the game um, and I thought it was the cracker of a game first I thought the Giants 
had St Kilda for majority of the game and couldn't put them away. St Kilda did a really good job of hanging in there and, you know, with all the finger pointing and the, I didn't see the push, but the push and all that sort of stuff. You smashed him in the chest, mate. Well, I didn't see it. Like, I was like, boom. On, on the couch, mate. Don't blame me because I didn't see it. I was probably it was having a, a coffee or something. Shove, Phil. Um, also, yeah, and then, but it's just like they would be out there and it's no dissimilar to us. You're trying to organise or you're never ever out there going like, hey, I think you're just like a shit bloke. It's, you know, you're trying to say like, hey, you need to be doing this for the team or we need this for you. You're never, ever gunning for someone personally. It's always about trying to make the team better. And yep. there's, there is disagreements because every player sees the game a little bit differently. So, you know, I think it was Stevie J and Devin Smith. Yeah. Stevie might be saying, oh, that ball needs to go back to the top of the square. And yeah. Devin Smith might be like, like, well, from, that, that, yeah. from, from that angle, I think it's a legitimate shot on goal. So, yeah. you know, it's just, like, you got to work it out. And um, The difference with them is... Scott, and it's unlike any other club. We'll move on in a second, but you've got the, a whole bunch of ultra-talented youngsters who have all been stars of their junior teams. And you know, I don't like. It's interesting because how many how many glue guys have they got? Well, I don't think it is different because every team has got junior stars. That's how you play AFL. Every team has junior stars. These guys just have that label given to them by the media that they're full of high picks, and that. They're the, like you guys are creating this sort of monster. And oh. it's, it's what you do, mate. You, you, you want to build GWS nice. up and you're probably the most happiest when they get beat because you can go, they're like young kids and they argue with each other. Like these guys now are like, what, 24 years old, 25 years old? Yep. So oh, they've just been guys. in the system. <laughs> you guys. Back in my hole. Well, you're, uh, you're sticking up there for your GWS because mates. There's, so they got- there's been top picks in coming to AFL that haven't fired, Correct. Yeah, cool. So these guys are doing a lot right. Yeah. They've come in, they're high picks, yep. and they're playing great senior footy. Yep. So they're ticking a lot of boxes. <coughs> okay. Then last point on this. It's not their fault. They all no. got drafted No, but there. they come out and at the, at the end of last year, they recruited Matt DeBoer and Tendai Mazungu, right, from Fremantle, One right? That. Tendai did his hammy really bad. Yeah, right? yep. yep, yep, yep. And do you know what? The, what why they recruited them? That was for the team ethos, for the gut running, for the Joe Ingalls basketball style glue guy who can who can help show these kids and, and teach these kids. You know, run the other way to do the selfless acts because I reckon a lot of the time and a lot of the coaching would be focusing on a lot of the selfless stuff because there's no doubt they're skillful and they're talented enough. And we say, why do you recruit kid like you know Matt the ball like blue collar battler like solid player Tendai Mazungu you know just a, a foot soldier. That's because they're there to sort of have this sort of influence on the other guys. In their defence, we'd we'd have taken all their best players. So true. Tay Adams, I'm going to do a. I've been. What do you reckon about this story? I'm going to workshop a story here, right? What do you think about the story about uh, comparing Tay Adams and Heath Shaw? Like that trade we go back to. Do you reckon that I've been wondering whether Tay Adams has actually drawn level with Heath Shaw as a player now? Am I overrating Taya? What do you reckon? You sort can spin it any way you want. This, this is what you'll do. This, this, is, this is so. <laughs> so that's how. He's, he, for a guy who's about to welcome his son, the Coco, into the uh, into the into the world, he should be happy. He should be upbeat. I don't draw He's aggressive. I don't draw comparisons. I, I don't like to compare. All right. You might. What do you reckon, Coco? What do you Tay, think about Tay's the story? A, Tay's been a great player for us since he's been here. I know. So he's, I'm he, happy with that. So if he's is he all Australian? Has he reached the Heath Shaw? The Collingwood. The, well, the listeners will understand where I'm going. With that, you spin it, mate. <sighs> it's a great story. You, you might have to work on your pitch. Hey, I didn't ask you before. Anzac Day next year. It's on a Wednesday. You want to play it? Absolutely. So you oh, I've f- done a Wednesday before. And how was that? It's great. It's Anzac Day on a Wednesday. So you go Friday night. Wednesday. No, we went Wednesday into what's Saturday. The best? What's the best? You tell me. The best outcome. Yeah. Wednesday then. Oh, well, the best outcome would be Anzac Day on a Saturday. So yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, mate. 
Is that what you? How mean? painful, honestly. Jesus, so if you, pl- you, if you play on, out, a, yeah, thanks. So if you play on a Wednesday, yeah, right. To I'd say, prefer to open the round on a Wednesday than yep. close the round on a Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. So you open it on the Wednesday. The teams play Thursday, Friday. So that means that you're coming off. Yeah. So if you play Friday night and then you play on a Wednesday. Yeah. So like, but so if we opened on a Wednesday, the following the week before that, hmm. play on Friday ha- night. We would have to play on a either a Thursday or Friday night. Yeah. And, and Essendon, Essendon would have to play, have play on, on either the Thursday or Friday night. Double head on a Thursday. Potentially, you could go like day game into a night game. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, well, the, only, it's the only way to give Essendon and Collingwood like sort of some without, breaks. you know, I watched Essendon run out of steam really quickly on the weekend and it was the same for them. It was their third game in 13 days. See, if, they, if that cost you and four points. To, and they had to fly to Perth too. Oh. I just wonder. Like, does Nathan Buckley want that? I know Anzac Day is a special place. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, it's just no a big... way you'd give Anzac Day up. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's just you know, it's tax. Just got to get clever with the fixturing. Yeah. Okay. Hey, do you want to talk a little bit of NBA? Absolutely. All right. Um, so it looks like, and we, we we sort of thought that there might be a couple of sweeps in this series, and the Warriors have uh, absolutely done a job on the Jazz. Uh, likewise, yeah. Cavs on Toronto, wasn't it? So yeah, that's done and done. Um, the other two series are good. Spurs, Houston's tied to all. But you I, call it. I said I thought five or six, and I still think six, obviously. The Spurs will win the next two. And play the Warriors? Yeah, they yep. have to. That's yep. how it works. Yep. yep. And, and who's going to win that? Boston, Washington. Right. Yeah, okay. Sorry, on the other side. All right, yeah, okay. Um, no idea, because it's been two floggings. No idea. Oh, sorry. It hasn't been two floggings. Boston won in overtime when Isaiah scored 53 or whatever. Who's going to win, mate? Um... Washington, you're going to beat Boston. Okay. So it'll be Cleveland, Washington. Yep. Warriors, Spurs. Yep. And how do you. How Warriors do you, will beat Spurs in six. Yep. I'd like. Okay. And Cleveland will beat Washington in six. Four. Four? No, yep. they're not going to sweep them. I John Wall's a wizard, mate. What do you think of Kevin Durant? Because he has he a, he's a free agent last year. He leaves um, his team, OKC, and goes to the best team or the yep. second best team. Were you cool with that? Yeah, it's more than cool with that. <laughs> you had no problems with one of the best players. Did you think there's, uh, you know, th- would we have had more respect, more affection if he'd sort of went to Boston or someone else where he can be? You know, yeah. he's just, it, it's such a, you know, not an invincible team, but it's such a strong team. Yeah, but they had to give up. Everyone thinks they just got Kevin Durant and that they stayed the same team. They had to give up. Like Bogut had to be shipped out because of Durant. Does that cost um, them? The loss of Bogut? Barbosa left. Has Who the Bogut lost cost? Is it, uh, does it hurt? Yeah, oh, it hurt them defensively for sure. And he's a playmaker offensively. So it hurt them a bit. But mind you, you get you get Kevin Durant. So they had to give up a bit. Mm. You know, bringing a guy in on max contract. Um, we, should get yeah, bogey on. we should get Bogey on. Can you get oh, Bogey on? We'll try. We can only ask the question. Andrew Bogut, if you're listening. You we've got a few to get on though, don't we? You've got, you've got a full stable of people you've promised and we yeah, haven't yeah. seen any. Yeah, that's all right. It'll come. Mm. It'll come. He's It'll just come. calm. He's Patience. just calm. Yeah. Hey, uh, but I like, mind you, in the NBA, free agency is so different to what it is here. So it's so much more ruthless over there, their league. So if he wants to go chase the title, he's well and truly entitled to because you never know, in two years' time, he might get cut if Injuries or whatever. You, you reckon just Kevin Durant will get cut? Well, you can just get over there. Like players just get shopped around, traded. Like you're you're just a piece of meat in that league. Like you just get shipped off. If they think like, as you said, Golden State were invincible, but as soon as Kevin Durant become on the market, all their players become assets to try and get him. Mm. Probably minus Steph Curry. So 
you know, what loyalty should a player show to their club when they're all just, oh, mate, we love you, we love you. Love you. Oh, Kevin Durant's up, see you, mate. I think that's fair. I would have yeah. liked him to go to Boston, though. Hey, um, speaking of free agency, it's prediction time. Uh, my prediction, by the way, of Sam Petrovsky Seaton a couple of weeks ago. He was Looking very, very good on a- the weekend. Absolutely. It's his pressure, isn't he? Is he? Did he feel like he's all over you? Um, not me personally. Well, no. But um, he did get a few of our boys, and he is, he's a very smart um, player. He uses the ball extremely, extremely well, yeah. and um, yeah, great pressure player, so. Hold on to him on the um, Rising Star. Yeah, he was a former cowboy. Yes, we knew that. He got that bit. Very good tackler. Um, Hey, my prediction is about the brother of Ben Reid, Sydney's Sam Reid. So I reckon, right, this is the way it's going to play out. Sydney is going to ask him, he's been pretty well paid over the past five years, signed a five-year deal, and he's got good coin. They're going to ask him to take a pay cut. He's not going to want to take less money because they can't let like, Sydney are in, bunched into a corner. What, what would you do if you? Oh, keep sorry. Keep yeah, going. they got they got Tippett and Franklin, which has cost them about two million dollars. I reckon Sammy Reed is on his way back to Melbourne next year, Scotty. And I think you guys, I think Richmond, uh, I think Melbourne, I think Carlton would all sort of be circling. But when you got the brother, when you got the brother, it's a little ace in your uh, in your sleeve. And because he's a free agent, you don't need to trade anything for him. Boom. <laughs> Per- he'd, be, he'd be perfect. So that's I'm my prediction. That's my uh, that's my round seven prediction. You, if you were Sam Reed, yeah, would you take a pay cut to stay at Sydney? No. Why? No. And that been good to you? No. No. I think if you when you're um when you're coming back home when you can come back home potentially come play with your brother, um you know yeah I guess he has had an injury history up there and like. You know, that'd be probably weighing up in his mind. I know he likes it up there in Sydney. But so if he's been on, say, 500 for the past few years, years and yep. he can get, say, 6650, that's a come home to Melbourne. I think that's good darts. Coco? What's a draw of family? Would you like to play with your brother, brothers? Oh, absolutely. Have you? Have no, you? I've never. I've played like lower level, like as in school footy. But yeah, if my brothers were ever on a list, Critter um, and uh, Ryan? Yeah, I would. Like be pulling so hard to try and get them to play at Collingwood. I'd be doing everything I could to to get them here. You just critter was around so the cool. mark. One of those. Yeah, he did a preseason or two with us here. Yeah. And, um, Ryan did a preseason a couple of years ago here, and yeah, it would have been been good in the VFL team. Oh, would have been awesome to play with them. What's hot? And what's not, mate? Um, for me, what's hot is the AFL. <laughs> that is Jeez. so broad. Yeah. Thoughts? Usually sucks up to him. No, well, the AFL, and then he's trying to get say, the first class tickets. No, no, no. I'm complimenting on how even the comp is. How many tips did you get right last week? Oh, I had I had zero on Saturday night. Luckily, zero by Saturday no, night. No, by the end of Saturday, at halftime, I was in real strife because Richmond was beating the Bulldogs. By the time that happened, I had I had one tip on Saturday night. So you're an expert, and you had one tip. Yeah, mate. What does um, that say? <laughs> Self-proclaimed. It was a tough round. How many? So you did just you said yes that you were an expert. <laughs> so by the way, pretty quick oh. to say yes. Well, can we start this again? <laughs> this whole podcast. Um, so what did I go? I went. Who played Friday night? I had Saints. Oh, well done, mate. So I had Saints. You are sitting pretty low in the tips. Yes, because <laughs> yeah. you, um, you have to keep. I had, West, I had West Coast. Yep. Yep. Good round. Um, I had the Bulldogs. Yep. And I think Frio. Well done, mate. That was it. So if you need what twelve, it was like, a tough, tough round. No shit, mate. <laughs> um, so <laughs> so you need like 12 the wins to get in finals, right? So just say so you guys need to win what from here, like 11 out of your next 14. So what? Let's see, is that roughly, is that right? No, 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 it's like 11 out of our next 16. Well, it's 23 yeah, rounds there's, of the season. More, there's more games. But we don't play 21 round season. Well, I'm going to say you need 11 out of the next 14 for the moment. Um, so you think if you... So we're currently, there, I think, 
two games out of the eight if you start to look at the eight. So you'd, you'd be trying to emulate the Bulldogs. If you got in there, if you think that if you get in there, oh. you could still do damage. No, we're trying to emulate another team. Well, of course we're trying to emulate the Bulldogs from last year. Who wins the flag? <laughs> oh. Keep the faith, Magpie. Absolutely. Keep the faith. Uh, so What's yours? So, did, what was your prediction? The AFL. No, that was no, my that's what's hot. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, and then what's not for me, I'll go with my what's not because you're all over the shape. The wheels <laughs> are falling <laughs> off. <laughs> this, is, this is harsh, but go on. So a company out there did a two-hour marathon as a mission to get yes. a two-hour hour marathon runner. Which one? Which company? I'm not oh, sure. I can't. Yeah, that's um, right, I've forgotten. Another brand. <laughs> you're not sponsored by um, <laughs> But, But <laughs> they did two hours and 24 seconds. The whole mission... To get it just under two hours. Two hours. Which so is that a is, phenomenal effort. Oh, mate, it's so stiff. They so were what's doing the breakdown, do you know? So every 400, they did 105 repeat 400 metres, at 74 yeah. seconds, which is ridiculous. 400 metres in 74 seconds. So a lap of the ass track in yeah. 74 seconds. But continuously for 105. I reckon you're sprinting at, that at best, maybe Tom Scully could probably do five laps at that pace. So who was the, who's the person who did it? Oh, Blitzavs. Hold on. Blitzavs couldn't... He didn't do the two hours, 24 minutes. Oh, clearly. But 24 seconds, sorry. But Blitzavs could probably do maybe six or seven laps at that space. And they did 105. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I don't want to make this all about me, but I did uh, make state cross-country one year. Oh, wow. Uh, just, just, just putting <laughs> that out there. Thanks for that, mate. <laughs> so Thanks for that piece of information. Um, my what's hot uh, is, uh, for the sports fans out there, is Dave Warner. We haven't read a lot about it, but uh, after winning the IPL title last year, he's currently the hottest batsman over there in India at the moment, and he's just passed Chris Gale as the most prolific international run scorer. So four Indian batsmen uh, have made the most IPL runs over the past 10 years. Dave Warner. Warner is the uh, is the leading uh, overseas batsman, and he's absolutely killing him over there. And that augurs well, Scotty, for the Big Ashes series Boxing well Day Test. It's going to be absolutely to be massive. England, mate, the Ashes. Oh, sorry, you said the Ashes. Sorry, oh. sorry, sorry. Hey, um, Boxing Day Test. What's uh, what's not? I'll be there. Will you go? The, you into the cricket? Will you go? You'd be on dad duty, can you? When you're a dad. What do you mean? Can you go to the cricket when you're a dad? Yeah. Well, you invite me and I'll come. All right. We'll go to the cricket together. Yeah. Big we'll do a podcast yeah. from the MCG. Absolutely. Can we have a few beers, mate, or not? Over Boxing Day. Yeah. Jeez. Maybe. Maybe. You need to loosen up, man. Um, hey, what's not? Rucks. So, well, the Western Bulldogs um, are just the first half in the week. They're Rucks. Richmond on the hot. weekend. Well, they, went, they didn't – the whole – Ruckman art. They didn't play a Ruckman. They played Lin Jong. And so they no played, one competed in the Ruck. They played, no, no. Lin Jong and Josh Dunkley. Two midfielders in the Ruck. They got absolutely pantsed in there by Ivan Soldo. Then they changed it the to half time. Yeah, yeah. Tommy Boyd came in and actually had probably second best game. Well done, Tommy. Um, but the first half, they went without a Ruckman, which is sort of a bit unimaginable. Then we see Melbourne um, again with that. Or a bit creative. Gone and Spencer. Well, it didn't work for him. Luke, uh, Luke Beveridge, um, in his press conference afterwards, said we had to sort of change things up a bit. And even Melbourne. So they play a really small forward line then when Boyd went. Yes, in the ruck. In the ruck. Yeah, that's and not traditional. That's creative. Rough. Usually, you've got two key position players. Yeah, yeah, that is right. I'm just saying it's it's unusual to see Lind, an 188 centimeter midfielder. So you're going happy with up something out of the box that doesn't work. I mean, sorry, that does work. You're happy with that, but when it doesn't work, you're not happy with that. I'm just putting it on the table. There it is on the table. Melbourne are in a similar outcome, boat. Outcome focused. Melbourne are in a similar boat, Scotty, because Jack Watts is rucking, Cameron Pedersen is Jack rucking. Jack Watts is six foot four. Yeah, opposition teams are trying to are going to try and exploit this, and for Melbourne, it is a huge challenge for them because they are so contest base based. Yeah, aren't they? That's the, the central yeah. pillar of their. That's the beauty of AFL, though. You've got to get creative, don't you? Because they've lost their two ruckmen, 
They've got to find. Well, they play a Tommy, new way. Tommy McDonald centre half back in the ruck. Yeah. Well, I think more teams are going to probably have to start doing that. That have lost rucks or looking for a potential people to come in and wrestle. So mid-season draft, yeah or no? Yeah. Mm. You? Yeah, I've been flip-flopping a bit on this because I sort of think, unlike you, oh, <laughs> shut up. That sounds like a different guy. Shut <laughs> up, mate. Um, I sort of think that the. I mean, I like I like what it would do because all of a sudden, you know, the the changes and the you know the news in it, and I think it'd be really interesting. But then I also go back to, well, maybe it should just be good list management, you know, and foresight on behalf of the club. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would love it as a news person, and I think it'd be really Actually, interesting. Actually, I'll flip. I'll do a you, and I'll flip, <laughs> and I'll say no on the mid-season because I like what you said there about it. it makes teams get creative, and you you never know what could happen. There might be a new tactic that comes in the game or something that makes it amazing because somebody thought outside the square or the box and created something amazing to see. Who would have thought? Who would have thought, mate? Um, Coco's Media Watch. Is so the Braden Cox head producer, he's come with this new segment. You be, the, you guys be the judge. Hash, hashtag Jock and Journo. Tweet us in, Scotty. Do you like this segment and any other sort of dad advice you've got for us, Scotty here? Um, although he hasn't read the books, he hasn't been any of the classes, so he's going to need take, some assistance. I'll take their advice. I'm sure he'll <laughs> take advice because he hasn't done anything else. Um, <laughs> Explain how this is going to work. Well, this is all right because if you, if you, if you tweet in and say that you don't like it, I control the tweets, so I won't. Yeah, I won't put it Absolutely. out there. But this, what's the game, mate? This is um, fake news. So I've I've gone around all the websites, just all of the websites, and I've picked out just some headlines. I'm just going to ask the guys whether they think it's real or fake news. Uh, so all the headlines are real. All the headlines getting, are real. So it's sort of like we're agreeing with the headline or disagreeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Whether, it's, whether it's a good yeah. headline or, or whether it's crap. Yeah, bit, yeah. pretty much. A bit clickbait. Yeah. So I'll okay. put uh, good put, or crap. Yeah. I'll put this one to Jay. No, because you've got to say fake news. Do we have to have these buzzers or we just no, no? I'm just asking you. Just just. Answer the question. So, yeah. uh, Jay, is Matt Tabernard the answer to Fremantle's scoring woes? Well, I wouldn't have thought so. No, he's a good emerging young key forward who they need more of, but I don't think Roscoe's shaping his game plan around uh, young Matty Tabernard. I think Cameron McCarthy's still the big dog down there. Uh, so, no, I don't. Fake, fake news. Fake, yeah, fake, fake news. news. It's the hashtag. So it's real news or fake news? Yeah, real news or okay. fake news. Yeah. Hashtag fake news. Can you tell we yeah. haven't practiced this? Yeah, this is good. Okay, Scott. So we're asking too much of players when it comes to the sling tackle. Real news. Real news. Asking too much. So right. so tackle someone who tries to take you on, but don't tackle them too hard. Just don't smash their head into the ground, mate. Well, you don't have that control. Yeah, but Kobe Stevens got a free kick. And then got suspended. The ball. You could tackle me now without smashing my head into the ground. I would sure. like but then you'd probably get that. the ball off. I'll just gently tackle you then next time. <laughs> All right, Jay. Eagles shed flat track bully tag to shock power. No way. Until they win against... Fake news. Yeah, sorry. He'll Fake news. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Until they win at the MCG against the good side, uh, they're still flat track bullies. Jeez, Adelaide against the power is pretty hard, I would have thought. Um, Scott, smog in Shanghai is a problem. Ooh, Honest fake answer. news. <laughs> fake news. Because only because well, it's not both sides have to deal with it. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you, the, the Shanghai forecast today, right? Is this to me or Jay? Oh, I want to. I want to step in. I actually, thought this was funny. I want to step on. Step in here because the Shanghai forecast today, like it, it, it recommends you limiting your outside exposure and your exertion, your exercise outside. Like, don't ex- It says basically, don't exercise outside. That's today. That's not Saturday. <laughs> well, it, like a couple of days, sandstorm sweeps through. Whatever. Yeah. It's not ideal. The symbol, the icon, was like of a little girl crying with like her eyes well up. Clickbait. 
clickbait. They got you with the clickbait. You See, got oh. you got got by your own people. You reckon it's a good thing? This is extraordinary. Sorry, Cock. Next <laughs> is Joe Danaher, the most frustrating player in the AFL. Jay. <clears throat> Fake news. I reckon Steve Motlop from Geelong is. Oh. We see Steve Motlop who can be so, um, you know, potent, so attacking, so exciting to watch. And then he can do stuff which really makes you pull your hair out. So, you know, the Cats tried to trade him last year. They couldn't get rid of him. He's still there and he's been a bit inconsistent. So no Joe Danaher. I like Joe Danaher. Steve Motlop's the one that makes me pull my hair out. Pendles Boyd is the Bulldogs' best ruck bet. Real news. Real news? Yeah. Jeez, that's a simple one. Yeah, I think so. There are other Ruckman, Roughhead's injured, Campbell's injured. So, uh, yeah, I think he plays his best footy when he can alternate between just playing deep forward and getting harassed by the fullback and then gets a bit of freedom up and around the ball. Because he is pretty athletic and he does get around the ground well and he marks it well when he's a Ruckman. Hasn't been in great form but played well at the weekend. As a Ruckman. As a Ruckman. So, therefore, real news. <laughs> uh, and it's time to scrap the banner. I, I'm oh. not sure about this one. Fake news for mine. Is this, is this, this is open. Name? I'm just open. Oh, fake news. For fake mine. news. That's the worst call I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. Well, we all love well, the banner. They're yeah. now getting some occasionally funny ones. Well, you get rid of the banner. You get rid of the bounce. You may as well get rid of the fans and the, all the viewers and everything. And, we'll just... and the little kids run through the banner with me every week and they love it. Yeah, well, of course. So, what about some – because the, the rain comes and it smashes the banner and – Players are too soft to run through it very well nowadays. It, it does look difficult sometimes. Do you have any, do you have well, any? Sometimes it's, like, it's really done hard. really well. Like it's hard to get through. <laughs> I just sent some of the bigger boys through first. Does that mean it's done really well or it's not done really well if you can't run through yeah, it? Well, that's it's probably a great, got one. That's a great question. It's probably got one job. We've got a tweet. We've, we've, I always put in one pump-up t- tweet. Uh, Matty on the on the Twitter machine, he said, as much as it pains me to say, as a Don supporter, the Jock and Journo podcast is a great listen. Awesome. That's you. pretty good. And then That's one fine. one question, Pendles, do you get recognised outside Victoria or is the bubble real? <laughs> no, it's not. I do get recognised outside of Victoria. Actually, funny, funnily enough, quickly I'll say the story, but yeah, I went mate. to Mykonos last year, so we played Hawthorne on the Sunday and I was in Mykonos by the Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Get to the hotel... Jump on the sunbed. A few beers. Order a beer. Rough. Turn to my left. Yeah. And the guy goes, holy shit, it's Pendles. <laughs> Can we grab a photo, mate? Oh, oh so just sort of, after. Yeah. And then it turns out he's actually works in Cremorne right where my gym is. <laughs> is so right? I see him all the time now. Yeah. It's actually a ripping fella, but yeah. it's sort of, it was really far from my mind that anyone would know who I was over there. Yeah. And it was, yeah, the first person I've seen was an Aussie that lives in Melbourne and let your hair down on, in Mykonos mate and you're sort oh, of great, mate. dancing on tables or anything like that no smashing right. plates nothing smashing like plates. that yeah. a couple of servers it okay. was very good though over there. hey Scotty this is the biggest week of your life mate I tell you what I want you to play well for a half of footy but it would amuse me greatly if you did get the phone call at half time the rudder came out and then you disappeared for the second half Collingwood wouldn't buy 10 goals you have little uh, Manny Pendlebury Jr Thanks, and uh, everyone's happy so uh, mate good luck with that send our best wishes to Alex she's gonna need it Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>